Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, join our NFL East Facebook group. You can watch every episode of NFL East Podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, Rich? Back from the bye week. <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you are yeah. you feeling better? You're feeling better. I know you yeah, uh reju- rejuvenated, uh revamped, ready to we're into the second half of the season, basically. I know. How cool is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're moving along. So right about halfway mark so that's pretty cool um uh thursday we got a really good episode coming up we're going to do our november preview so we'll be taking a look at every game in the month of november make our predictions um and and what each team will go uh what record each team will have for the month of november and we also have our nfl east power rankings to redo uh we do that at the top of every month um yeah, uh, the month of October, we picked the Dolphins to be number one. I, I don't think they deserve to be there, so that should be changing on Thursday. Yeah, that's going to change. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna drop a down bit. a little bit. So, um, but that's cool. That's uh, yeah. So that's Thursday. Uh, tonight we gotta we gotta wrap up uh, week eight. So we're gonna do some takeaways mm-hmm. from the East. Is the plan for tonight? But first, let's go ahead and um, kick off with uh. Today, November 1st, is the NFL trade deadline. So as far as the NFL East is concerned, we had one big trade involving, um, well, a couple trades, but one big trade involving uh, my Miami Dolphins. So they they gave up a 2023 first-round pick and a 2024 fourth-round pick and received a... 2025 fifth round pick um for Bradley Chubb uh so a pass rusher Bradley Chubb they also gave away their backup running back Chase Edmonds so their second string uh running back well they run in tandem um that the running back part I'll get to that here in a minute that really bothered me when I heard we gave up our um cuz you know, running the running back position is extremely important with this scheme that uh, Coach McDaniel runs. And so Chase wasn't having a very good year. Moster is by far the lead back. I mean, it really bothered me, but we'll get to it here in a minute because they did another trade. They must have knew they were getting a replacement for Chase Edmonds, and that's why they were willing to throw it in the deal. But But Bradley Chubb, man, Bradley Chubb has more sacks this year than anybody on the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> we got Jalen Phillips uh, leads the Miami Dolphins with three sacks. Uh, Bradley Chubb has 5.5. And I was really thinking that the Dolphins were going to go for some kind of defensive back because of all of the um, problems that we have at cornerback. And now Brandon Jones uh, being out a couple uh, knocked out for the season a couple weeks ago. I really thought they needed a safety, a cornerback, or something. But this uh, Chubb idea kind of makes sense because really all they have to do is be able to get to the quarterback without rushing. So if they could just get to the quarterback without using their safeties, like what typically is what they do is bring a safety up and blitz a safety off the edge. But if they don't have to bring their safeties up and, and get a pass rush, um, and that's what uh, Chubb is going to bring them. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I kind of love this trade. I think it's a, a a little bit of an all-in uh, trade for Miami in the sense that uh, you know you're in a con- con- uh, con- very con- competitive conference. You've got to go up against Josh Allen and uh, uh, you know New England and the Jets. You got these uh, you know uh, offensive team, offensive-minded teams. Uh, uh, if if a it seems to me like in today's NFL, the successful defenses that you know can can go on the road and play against high-powered offenses are teams like you said earlier can do a four-man rush. If right, you can exactly. rush, with, 
if you can rush with four people and you're putting a lot of pressure on the quarterback to make throws or, you know, get rid of the ball quick if you can put enough pressure on him. So uh, Bradley Chubb will allow you to do that. Yeah. Um, and Especially I think with Jalen Phillips on the other side. So um, I'm thinking that Bradley Chubb is going to make um, uh, Phillips, um, Jalen Phillips, his game better. Because yep. because def- because offensive lines are going to have to switch one way or the other, and right now they're just double teaming Jalen Phillips, and he still you know he still has three sacks, he still right. leads the team with three sacks, but they're not going to be able to do that very long when you got Chubb lined up on the other side. So right, yeah, it's going to be a real nice game changer for you, and I feel like the uh, giving away you're basically giving away San Francisco's first round pick, which is going to be probably between twenty two and twenty eight, right? Right. Um, it's depending on how San Fran, you know, does in the playoffs, which I think they're a playoff team. I actually think right. they're like a top three or four team right now in the NFL, San Francisco, yeah, or in yeah, the definitely. NFC, in the NFC, not the NFL, right. but in, in the NFC, NFC. Yeah. Um, so, so that's not going to be a, you know, it's not going to be a high value pick to the point where you're going to get a a day one impact defensive edge, which I think you know Chubb's going to. Uh, come in and just rock and roll on that position. Um, yeah. So you're, you're gaining a little bit. Uh, and Edmonds, I know he's, he's had drop issues this year, right? Um, yeah. Um, well, there, there was a little bit, he just hasn't, he only has like a hundred and four, not even 140 yards, something like that. Right. Um, rushing. He's, he's very much, he, he started the year as, um, uh, the first, you know, he was, he was the starter and lost his job really quick to right. Mostert. Um, yeah. And Mostert has just carried, has kind of carried the team, but um, Chase Ed- Edmonds was the one coming in and giving Mostert some rest. He was the rotational back. And so right. I was kind of worried about that. Well, um, no worries because they had another trade that, that happened right after the Chubb trade, um, yeah, right after the Bradley Chubb trade, they received Jeff Wilson Jr., running back Jeff Wilson Jr., who is San Francisco's leading running running back right now. He actually has 468 yards and two touchdowns, leads San Francisco. Well, San Francisco doesn't need him anymore, you know, so um, because McCaffrey, of, yeah. because of McCaffrey. So they traded uh, Jeff Wilson away for a um, fifth round, uh, 2023 fifth round pick. Well, Mostert, he only has 452 yards with one touchdown. So now, now we're going to have like a one, two combination. You know what I'm saying? Um, both guys that have uh, played in San, um, San Francisco. So they both have played in this style of offense before. Um, that's why Mostert's doing such a good job is because he knows the offense. Well, no, we don't have to worry about, the new running back coming in, replacing Chase Edmonds on the depth chart. We don't have to worry about him learning the offense. He already knows it. So um, he should pick up as it's going. And, and really he has more yards than Moster this year. So, um, so that uh, there definitely won't be a drop off there. So that's pretty nice. Yeah. I feel like it's a team. It's a a trade that's going to make Miami um, significantly better team immediately. So, so yeah, I, I like it. I think I like, I like ambitious, uh, uh, willing and dealing, I guess, for teams that are, you know, if you're going to contend, uh, go ahead and do that, ex- make that extra step. And um, I think it pays off. I think we saw that with the, rate, the Rams last year and other teams right. as well. Um, right. So, yeah. And, and that's like you were saying in the AFC in general, but AFC East, you have to be able to get to Josh Allen without bringing up your your defensive backs you yeah. know what i'm saying right um, without sacrificing so. your secondary for right, sure exactly because exactly. uh, there's and so then they many just weapons take your poison right so. exactly and, and then uh the further you get on um say you make the playoffs and the further you get down the playoffs run into kansas city kansas city's the same way you have to be able to put pressure on Mahomes without giving up your safeties because they have such good weapons um yeah. at receivers so exactly Exactly. And, and Bradley Chubb is a really young guy, right? This is, I think is his third 26 season. years old, 26. 26. Is, this, is this his fourth season? Maybe 
Yeah, I believe it's his fourth. Yeah, right. So you get him for next year as well if you want to pick up the. Yeah, but they they're talking about. Um, I read an article <laughs> that they're working to extend the contract. So, right. Um, yeah. it, it, this is a a long term idea for for the Miami Dolphins. So, yeah, I, I like um, it. And because like of it. that, that ties up quite a bit of money um, on the defense. A lot of people are thinking or saying this is a okay. Tua is the answer going forward then because they're obviously because they gave up that first round draft pick you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so that was kind of the safety net that what if Tua's is not our answer okay we still got san francisco's first round pick next year so um we we can use that maneuver and try to get a quarterback um by giving that away a lot of people think that this is um the team kind of saying okay two is the man we're, we're going with him long term so i mean i don't know um, we're, we're actually going to talk more about that and the other young quarterbacks in the NFL East, um, on Thursday. So we'll just keep it for then, but that's, you know, that's what a lot of people think this is because, and you're tying up a lot of money, you know what I'm saying? You're tying up a lot of money. So can you really afford to bring in a big name, you know, quarterback, if somebody leaves an Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that, well, now that you got Chubb and you've already signed, you got a lot of money tied up in your defense with, you know, with, uh, cause we just signed Agba. Um, we just signed him to a new deal. You know, the uh, he's a defensive lineman or, or lead. He's the guy that normally leads the team in sacks, but he's been hurt off and on all year. So, and then we brought Melvin Ingram in and, you know, the cornerbacks are, are huge paychecks back there for both of them with X and um, Byron Jones. So, you know, it's a, it's a lot of money if you're going to extend this contract and it doesn't seem like you're going to be able to bring in a different quarterback. So. Right. Yeah. Well, at least for the next couple of years, because uh, two right, is exactly. the third year on a fifth year deal, probably or a fifth year option. So you can you can have them for two more years. But at least they are they are building the team to uh, to be as competitive as as possible and give to all the weapons and the team around him to right. succeed. And I think that'll go that'll that could work well. It's not a bad strategy. I hate do not like that or do not hate that team building strategy. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. And, and in cool. two years, two years, if, uh, um, if they do want to sort of change course, I, that those options are still going to be there for them right. for, for the dolphins. But, but if you, if you, if you give to everything he needs, then you can see how good he's really going to be. Yeah. And, and it kind of works out because this is to his third year. So yeah. you still have the fourth year and then the fifth year option. Right. You know? So, um, yeah. And he's going to, you know, if, if, if he can, you know, have a defense to, uh, uh, you know, supplement, right. Right. It's, right exactly. it, it's a win-win for the Dolphins. I think right. you're not going to pick up a player at 24. That's going to be, you know, a dominating defensive player like Chubb right. or you're, right. or you're not going to get a, a quarterback to replace two either. Right. So. It's, it's pretty amazing. The, the kind of the last, thing I was going to say was um, it's pretty wild. The Miami Dolphins traded the third overall pick in 2021 to the San Francisco 49ers in exchange for the 12th overall pick a first 2022 and a first 2023. Okay. Well, those three picks have turned into 12th overall 2021 was Jalen Waddle. 2022 first round pick was traded for Tyreek Hill. And now the 2023 first round pick was traded for Bradley Chubb. So you turn those three picks into Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill and Bradley Chubb. That's pretty amazing. Right. That is pretty amazing. Right. And, uh, you know, there's a lot to be said for trading your picks for uh, player proven players. You know, you don't, you're not gambling on Bradley Chubb. You know what you're getting there. Right. Exactly. Um, Yeah. I'm pretty excited. I uh, wish my team would, uh, the Cowboys would uh, tweak their team up a little bit. With, you know, yeah, well, I mean, you, you don't but really it, need to tweak that defense too much. <laughs> so. uh, well, well, we'll get into that. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe a little right. bit. We, we, we will get into that in takeaways from the East, which is what we're getting ready to do. Um, anything else on the trade deadline? Um, that was the only thing that I had coming off trade deadlines. Yeah, uh, pretty quiet on the NFL East outside of Miami. Okay, cool, cool. 
All right. Um, well, let's go ahead and dive into takeaways from the East Week 8 edition. Sound good? You ready? Let's do it. All right. All right. Sounds good. Um, I guess let's go ahead and start Sunday. Um, some one o'clock games. We had the Miami Dolphins taking on the Detroit Lions. Uh, Miami Dolphins came away with the win on the road, 31-27. This game here, uh, Tua showed up. Tua showed up this game. Tua had a great game, 29 for 36. That's amazing. Only seven um, incompletions. That is crazy numbers. 29 for 36, 208 or 382 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, no almost interceptions. Remember last week I told you that he didn't throw no picks, but he almost he almost threw four, but he didn't have none this week. No interceptions, no um no almost interceptions, no dumb mistakes by Tua. Tua ran the ball a couple different times and slid both times, so he's not going head first. It's like he learned. It's like he, you know, he learned from a uh, week before, you know, from week seven and was like, okay, never mind. I'm not running the ball going head first anymore. And I'm not making any dumb decisions. He damn near had a perfect game. And that's awesome to see from Tua. Um, he's really putting up the argument that um, if, if he can stay healthy, he is, he might be the answer for the Miami Dolphins uh, moving forward. So that's pretty cool. Well, Tyreek Hill. And Jalen Waddle, they showed up to this game. They showed up and balled out. Hill had 12, uh, 12 catches for 188 yards. Waddle had eight catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns. So they both balled out and continued to be the dynamic duo, the the dual um, threat. They you know, they broke the record of that Rams greatest show on turf. Um, the, their combat, you know, their receiving combos they've, um, yeah, for, uh, for yards in a year. Um, so they've, you know, our yards in a game. Um, so they continue to be, you know, possibly the best wide receiver duo of all time. Um, that's kind of the way it's going. I, I, I kind of think, um, they're definitely the fastest, of all time. Right. And, you know, if they continue to put up numbers like these, I mean, I'm talking numbers that Tyreek Hill is on pace to have the NFL's first wide receiver, 200 yard or 2000 yard season. That's yeah. pretty amazing. That is I amazing. Mean, it, yeah. Um, and Jalen Waddle's going to have another 1700, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, he's going to be right behind him. Um, so um, that's, the, that's what they're on pace. And if they continue to do that, you know, it could, they could go down as the, the greatest uh, tandem of, you know, so, but anyway, continuing with the game. So, okay. So we got Tua showed up, Tyreek Hill, Waddle showed up. Guess who did not show up to this game? Your defense? <laughs> Dolphins defense, at least for the first half, did right. not show up. They did not show up. They allowed the Lions to score 27 points in the first half. Jared Goff went off in the first half. He went um, for the whole day. He was 27 for 37, 321 yards and a touchdown. That's and they crazy. just, uh, yeah, the defense just uh, did not show up. Uh, luckily, luckily the Dolphins defense did show up in the second half and basically um, stopped. They stopped the Lions and did not allow them to score another point. So that 27 points they got in the first half was all the points they got. So they they show they finally decided to show up to the game about halftime. Um, you know, the two things, the big takeaways from this game is there can the Dolphins special teams continues. I don't understand um how the special teams have played so bad this year. Just every game they show up making mistakes. And penalties, penalties are are crazy. They they had um, seven penalties, and and then they had eight penalties that that the they turned down. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, right. like, they could have had, like, 15 penalties in this game. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, the, the eight of them weren't accepted. So, it's just – it's it's ridiculous. And that gets to the point, to me, where that starts shining on your, on your coach, on your head coach. He has to be able to – I mean, you see him every time a penalty, a dumb penalty on the defensive line. You know, they had a bunch of dumb penalties this game. Um, he would go over and be yelling at the defensive coordinator. Yeah, well, you can yell at him if you want, but isn't that kind of on you? That discipline straight across the board. You know what I'm saying? You right. need to be yelling at the players. You need to demand excellence. And and um, I mean, that's the one thing about like a Bill Belichick team. You don't see that. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. see a clean discipline. They don't make stupid decisions. You know, an eligible man downfield on your offensive line multiple times in the same game makes no sense. You know, lining up in the neutral zone as a defensive lineman multiple times. You know, I mean, it just makes no just dumb. And and if you're you're playing a team a little bit better than the Lions, that's going to end up biting you in the butt and killing you. You know what I'm saying? And you're not right. going to be able to come back. So that's just something. But Tua Tua did have a game, um, had a great game. If this is the kind of Tua that the Miami Dolphins wants wants to see moving forward, if they can, if he can do this um, mistake free find the open man don't force the ball don't turn the ball over you know and i mean tua is undefeated this year in games that he was able to finish you know so uh, it's yep. pretty amazing so yep but yeah, that's I what like, I got for that game. yeah i feel like they're on the right track i'm with you on the penalties because dallas has the same issues we uh we 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 lined up in the uh, neutral zone sometimes sure <laughs> yeah. right for some right. reason i don't know why they just you know crucial fourth downs um right you know on occasion but uh uh it, we are getting a little bit better at that sometimes uh but we're pretty consistent last year i think we i think the cowboys were the highest penalized team in the nfl so um if we're in the if we're the third highest i'm going to consider that an improvement but right. uh, but i'm with you uh, uh special teams are they're a vital part of your team they're not yeah, a, they are. You know, uh, they can they can change the the game as well. So, right, but. exactly, and that's um, <laughs> and and that's what it is. That's that's the reason why I think that's kind of falling back on the head coach, and he's a rookie head coach. He needs to understand that's part of his responsibility. Yeah, is to clean this stuff up and demand um, that your players, you know, play better. You know, so yeah. uh, I feel like I thought falls on him. I feel like I saw a viral uh, uh, clip of uh, McDaniel's yelling at one of his assistants there, telling him to clean it up. Or right, exactly. And he did. He did. He yeah. did every every penalty. He went over whether it was an offensive line coach or uh, you know whatever kind of coordinator, yeah. defensive coordinator, whoever. Keep yelling at them, but that's on you, buddy. That's on you to clean that up. If yeah. they can't do their job, you got to do their job for them. That's you as a head coach. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Yeah. A bunch of uh, first-year coaches there, right, and on your defense and special teams. Yep. So, so yep. yeah. Yeah, defensive coordinator was carried over. Um, everybody else, you know, they just need to clean it up. The um, special teams coach was carried over from the old regime. So, and I don't understand how he has a job. So, yep. um, and I, I got to feel bad for Detroit. They're just – they're, like, almost in every game here. And then uh, – but they can't – the record doesn't indicate that at all. Right, know? exactly. So. Exactly. All right, well, let's keep moving. We had, uh, we also had the Bears Cowboys, and Cowboys won by 20, 49 to 29. Right. I, I, I meant to do a, a search and see if 49 points was the highest scored this year so far, but I'm, it's probably not. Uh, but it's probably close, close up there. It's pretty close. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, yeah, Dak Prescott having his best game of the season by far. Uh, uh, Obviously, his first game against Tampa, he was not really great and uh, looked okay against Detroit. But um, against Chicago, came out uh, 21 for 27, 250 yards, two touchdowns, um, only one sack, and he did have a rushing touchdown on top of that too. So, um, the Dallas Cowboys offense came out, and on their first four drives, they scored four touchdowns, right? right. So clearly, like uh, they were, they really were on his, in a zone. Kellen Moore called his best game of the season so far as well. Um, yeah, we were uh, with we were missing Ezekiel Elliott. Elliott, um, he's a little bit banged up, so he didn't play. 
But Tony Pollard, who's the uh, second half of the uh, Smash and Dash duo, I'm going to try to make that happen. The right. Smash and Dash, <laughs> Tony Pollard and Z- uh, Zeke. Um, right. Uh, he had a game. I mean, he had a game. He had three touchdowns, something Zeke's never done. Um, uh, explosive plays, including a 52-yarder. Um, so the offense was just pouring it on. Uh, they really scored 42 points. Uh, Micah Parsons scored a touchdown here, which I think I sent you the – Which was awesome. The, yeah, I the, seen the highlights. The clip of it. One of the most amazing plays I've, I've ever seen on it from a defensive player. He's right. he's just covering all the whole field. Just, uh, it just shows how smart he is. You know, it is yeah. how smart of a football player he is. Right, know? right. Well, to, to realize he wasn't touched and to, to get up and and you know yeah. and run. That and I want. I wonder. I he didn't say anything. I wonder if he he saw Justin Fields coming at him and he just stayed down and and see if he would kind of dodge that or if it was just in the moment he just hadn't had a chance to get up yet. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to say, but um, just an amazing an an amazing play for him from the get-go to being double teamed being held pretty much right. uh uh yeah i thought he was held on the play yeah he, he looked like he was held um uh certainly double teamed by those offensive linemen and and still was the first one to recover the the football 20 yard 20 oh. year 20 or 30 yards down the field right absolutely amazing. amazing and then to, yeah, to run it back yeah the only thing that would have made that play better was uh if that would on Dallas's side of the field where if you got Micah Parsons in the open field and nobody's going to catch him. <laughs> right. right. You know, nobody on that offense is going to catch him unless it's Tyreek Hill's traded to him or something. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right, exactly. uh, if you're not Tyreek Hill, you're not going to catch Micah Parsons hardly. Um, right. So, but just an amazing play on him. Uh, the defense, they, uh, you know, they've been playing stellar uh, for all season, especially with Cooper rush. Uh, they've been, they won those games for us. Cooper rush didn't right. just, you know, steady the ship, I guess. But, um, but Chicago, you know, when they got behind, they refused to abandon their running game. Yeah. And if there's one thing about Dallas's defense is that they have get allowed people to run on him. Um, uh, a, a little bit surprising because of the, the early lead that Dallas jumped out on that you would assume Chicago would abandon their running game to, you know, uh, make up points, but they didn't. And they ran, and they ran 250 yards on the Cowboys. Right. Um, now, part of that, I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out. I think uh, it is like they had the lead, so I think feel like Dallas was like, you can take the run all day if you want to. We want you to right. throw it because we want interceptions and we want sacks. <laughs> Which, right. by the way, right. uh, Trayvon Diggs had a beautiful interception in this in this uh, game as well. They got called back because of uh, roughing the passer. Uh, on it, which was pretty ticky tack, honestly. So kind of stole a stole an interception from him, but that's okay. Um, but Dallas goes into the bye week. Uh, they're kind of rolling, you know, and if Dak and uh, Kellen Moore can figure out how to utilize their, the, you know, the Amari Cooper-less offense that they have now, which Amari right. Cooper went off this week, by the way, he's yeah. been going off. He's been, he's yeah. having a great season. Uh, right. We got a fifth round pick for him. So, we're okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, which is kind of just, uh, it'll not, never not be a bad, bad trade for the Cowboys to let him go for a fifth rounder. Um, right. But yeah, if we can, we can uh, uh, stay healthy. I think some, some of our defense players need to be banged up a little bit. You know, Micah can use some rest maybe, but um, uh, we're in great shape. And, Six and two at this point of the season, I'll take that every day. So, right, right, yeah. exactly. But I gotta cool. say, I gotta say about Justin Fields. I think he had a he had a nice game. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've kind of he's not in our NFL East, but I've kind of had questioned whether he's going to be a starting quarterback or franchise right. quarterback. But I gotta say, uh, he uh, yeah, he's got a little bit of game to him. He's got more game yeah. than, than you would think. Yeah, he's coming along. He's definitely coming along. He's getting a little bit smarter at throwing the ball. And, um, you know, and he's not in the NFL East, but he plays a lot of teams in the NFL East this year. Right. So he does. We're, yeah. We're, we're going to be talking that. about him here pretty soon. You know right. what I'm saying? Because yeah. Miami plays him. So, uh, yeah. But I'm super impressed with, uh, with, with Dak Prescott and uh, Justin Fields. Although Justin Fields, you got to touch the player when he's down, though. 
you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he should have just dropped his hand down or something. Yeah. But and try to avoid the guy with the ball. That's that's a. <laughs> I was thinking he had a business decision on that play. I don't know. Right, exactly. I, mean, I wouldn't want to tackle Micah. I don't, I don't even care if he's on the ground or not. He right. Might. Okay. <laughs> right. So, exactly. But yeah, that's where we're at on that one. So. All right. Cool. All right. Well, let's keep moving. We had a. Uh, uh, Two teams in the NFL East going head to head, the Patriots and Jets. Um, Patriots came out on the road with the win, twenty-two to seventeen. Um, this game here, man, it just—I don't know. These teams looked evenly matched. Both quarterbacks struggled at different times in the game. Um, Mac went twenty-four for thirty-five. 195 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Wilson, he went 20 for 41, 355 yards, two touchdowns, but three interceptions. And, you know, um, both quarterbacks struggled. They kind of, yeah, I don't know. I I don't know about neither one of these quarterbacks. Um, They, Mac is not playing as good as he did last year. For some reason, I don't know if his confidence shook, you know, with all this. And during halftime, the fans were yelling for Zappy again, but Bill Belichick didn't give into it this time. You know what I'm saying? And um, which is good because you're going to ruin Mac's career if you keep yanking him, if he has to worry about that guy behind him. So I think that was the right decision, um, despite his interception. Um, and all in all, and then they finally, the difference was, and it kind of makes sense that this became the difference the difference was the running game you know new england stevenson and harris they combined for 27 um carries for 108 yards and the jets carter and robinson they combined for 12 carries 53 yards without bryce hall the jets they just look like a totally different team you know what i'm saying they do and that's kind of sad um but that rookie was kind of the glue that held that offense together, you know, and without him, it looks like they're going to have to rely on Zach Wilson too much. And Zach Wilson will end up throwing three interceptions and against the good, you know, if, if your defense is mediocre or better the way new England is, you know, new England is better than the, they have a good defense and, you know, Zach Wilson is going to, you know, turn the ball over in that. So that that's something that the jets really have to figure out, you know, I, Robinson, they might need to rely on him a little bit more. This was uh, 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 Carter got a few more run, you know, a few more carries than Robinson did. Robinson probably needs to carry the ball more, uh, but he's still not as electric as as Hall, you know, as Bryce Hall. So uh, both defenses looked good, but New England's defense and New England's special teams looked awesome <laughs> and looked just a little bit better than you know than the jets defense and it was able to take advantage of the turnovers and that was the difference that was that once they once new england got the running game going mac jones didn't turn the ball over anymore and that's kind of that was the difference in the game you know that's what gave them the win so um i think if hall was not hurt and out for the season this would have been a totally different game so yeah because the jets would have had their their reliable running game. So, yeah. Yeah. Which I'm pretty, I'm pretty impressed with uh, Zach Wilson. Right. Uh, right. He does have a little bit of a gunslinger mentality, but uh, I don't know if his team's quite good enough yet to, you know, support a gunslinger, <laughs> you know, that uh, relying on a running game, it might be a better strategy this early on in his career until you get some, uh, you know, top wide receivers and top offensive linemen, honestly, because, I would take Belichick's strategy of, uh, you know, consistently consistent defense and running the ball, pounding the ball. Uh, is well, I mean, yeah, you're going to need to. You're going to need yeah. to. He doesn't have he doesn't have top wide receivers. He doesn't have a really strong offensive line. You know, for right. Mac Jones and Zach Wilson, the idea both teams have really good defenses and really good special teams and yep. really good coaches. So what you do is don't rely on your young quarterback to make all of the, you know, and that's what came down The jets. The jets got stuck and had to rely on Zach Wilson and Zach Wilson ended up throwing three picks. You know what I mean? That's what happened. And that's what Mac would, Mac would have done it. You know, he's done it. And he threw one 
But then they got the running game going. Once they got the running game going, he didn't need to throw the ball no more. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And he he was able to do short passes that were sure things and didn't have to force the ball into different places. So. Yeah, it's just more of a, a, a stable, you know, strategy, game, stra- game strategy, I think, uh, which I like. Like I said, I like Zach Wilson. He does have a great arm, but um, forcing him to be a gunslinger. and You throw three interceptions against the Patriots, you're good luck trying to win. You know, yeah, exactly. You're, exactly. You're giving them three extra possessions. So, right. Yeah. Um, the bet, the best field position that the Patriots had all day came from those interceptions. <laughs> yeah. See, that's so, and if you, if you're going to give them that good a field position, they're just going to run it down your throat and score. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's a, uh, uh, yeah. You've got to, you know, you need a, a Jerry Rice or somebody there to, right. Exactly. Keep, keep so, um, yep. But, so there you go. Uh, that, yeah, real quick, because uh, I think I'm going to segue into the next next one for you. That uh, good on Belichick not to uh, not to bench Mac Jones, even if he wasn't playing great. Uh, you can't destroy your your confidence of your young quarterback. Totally right. agree. Right, because totally other, otherwise you turn into Carson Wentz. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. There who, you go. There you go. Yeah. Somebody who did you know go back and forth between his you know his backup and right. and lost all his confidence so okay yeah cool yep there you go all right so good let's keep going with that uh next up we got the commanders and colts and uh the commanders on the road (laughs) was able you know to pull it off 17 16 what you got on that rich yeah the uh, carson wentz revenge game uh right that he didn't play the carson wentzless yeah, Wentzless revenge, revenge game. game. Yeah, so this game was seventeen to sixteen. So obviously it's pretty close all the way through, even though the first half was a bit of a sludge. Um, uh, somebody else got benched is uh, Ryan. Uh, um, Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt, Matt Ryan. Ryan yep. Yeah, uh, he was benched for this game. I'm a little bit surprised at that strategy, but uh, uh, they went with their rookie Sam Ellinger. So we're in that that uh, uh, era right now. So, uh, which is pretty he, really weird to me. I didn't see it getting that bad for Indy, but right. I, I was a little surprised too. I'm, I'm uh, Frank Wright. Uh, I feel like he's really getting desperate, maybe, maybe to, to accumulate some wins here. Right. Um, Sam Ellinger went 17 for 23, uh, 201 yards. That's a respectable showing. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, I, I, which, with Matt Ryan, I think the interceptions are what's really hurting his game. But um, uh, so a somewhat pedestrian uh, quarterback performance for his first game. Um, uh, Taylor Heineke, though, uh, a little bit, a little bit better, but not much. Uh, Twenty-three for thirty-one, two hundred and seventy-nine yards. Um, I like I like Washington's team as being a good team, particularly their defensive front line. I, I just. I just think they're one of the best in the league. Uh, uh, but this was a horrible game to watch. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I like the, yeah. the coach, yeah. I mean, like you got to be a fan of one of those teams to watch those, but, uh, but good job for Washington to pull that out and go four and four. Yeah. You know pretty I mean? cool. uh, that's like, you know, they were, they were really struggling there. They may not bring Carson Wentz back, you know, after he gets, uh, uh ready to play again. Uh, interesting fact, though, Indianapolis fired their offense coordinator today. Oh, okay. really? They certainly did. Um, they've been firing everybody after a game. Uh, like This is what I mean. Like I think Frank Wright is is really desperate to make something happen and accumulate some wins. Honestly, their AFC South is wide open on this, you know, for a playoff run, for a playoff. Somebody to speak up there and get a playoff spot if they can get enough wins there. But Right. But uh, – yeah, they fired. I, I know. I remember after week one, the Colts fired their kicker. They right. they cut him because because yep. they didn't like his performance. But uh, I don't know if that's this reactionary type of coaching is really a, a good strategy. I like Frank Wright a little bit, uh, but uh, yeah. So if if you would have told me the order that like the NFC the NFC East is. Uh, how the teams ranked Philly, right. Dallas, the giants and Washington. If you had told me that's the order they would have been after uh, eight games, I'd have been like, yeah, that sounds about right. 
I can see that. But then if <laughs> right. you would have told me their records, I'd be like, get out of here. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, because the records don't make any just any sense. You know, everybody's having a good right. year. I mean, uh, no losing records in the NFC East. Yeah. No scrub cool. this year. So yep. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, okay, well, let's go ahead and stick with the NFC East. We had the Giants and uh Seahawks. Giants went on the road. And did not come out with the win. Seahawks held on 27 to 13. Um, this here <laughs> was not a good game at all for the Giants offense. The Giants yeah. offense struggled all day. Both offenses struggled for a really long time in the game. And it was just kind of a sluggish game. Um, but the Giants offense really had a bad game. Daniel Jones went 17 for 31, only 176 yards, um, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. He didn't turn the ball over. Um, Saquon Barkley, well, they fumbled the ball a few times. He fumbled it once, and somebody else fumbled it a couple more, but um, no interceptions. Saquon Barkley didn't have a good game, 20 carries for only 53 yards. Um, he did have one touchdown, um, but still, somehow, with all that said, Going into the fourth quarter, they were still in this game. It was 10 to 20. It was 10 to 13. They and it felt like all of the other Giants wins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was like, okay, fourth quarter, you're only down three points. Which one of y'all gonna step up this week and, and win the game for us? You know what I'm saying? That's what it felt like going into the fourth quarter. The difference this week was it was uh Seattle's wide receiver, Tyler Lockett, was the guy who stepped up, um, made the big play and was able to to bring his team to a victory. Um, these two teams, I said about New England and and um, the Jets also, you talk about evenly matched. These two right. teams have, you know, have that same kind of good, mean defense, good coaching um, offense that's kind of, you know. Um, limited, kind of limited. Lim offense. Limited yeah. in, in every direction. You know, they can run the ball really good. But if their running game's not going, they're they're going to have some problems, you know, throwing the ball. Um, but both quarterbacks can throw the ball pretty decent, and they both have done good this year, you know, and, and have outplayed their expectations. Both of them have, you know, um, and uh, so there these these two teams are very evenly matched, and it came down, you know, to the fourth quarter and who who was going to step up. I thought it was going to be Saquon Barkley. I thought, okay, come on, Saquon, it's time to turn the burners on do what you do win this game for him. You know what I'm saying? And, and no, it was Geno Smith and, and Tyler Lockett that made the big play, you know, and, um, and, and came out victorious and, and, and that's what it came down to. So yeah, it's pretty wild, pretty wild game. So. Right. Yeah. This, this was definitely a, a close game until the, until Seattle kind of broke, broke away a little bit there at the end. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These are about two evenly teams. In fact, before this season, I would have, I would have predicted they were, their, their records would be pretty close at this time, although I wouldn't predict them both in the playoffs at this point in the season, which they both are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, yeah. Uh, six, I mean, six and two and five and three. Right. So, uh, so they're, they're, they're upper echelon teams. Um, yeah. yeah. Pete Carroll's done a great job this year. Um, how big did he win that trade with Denver? <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, um, Gino, Atkins, yeah, it's Gino Atkins is playing, having way better season than Russell Wilson, I think. Right. Um, right. And he's not even the long-term uh, quarterback there. They've got draft picks for that. Um, right. right. Uh, so. so, yeah, hats off to, to uh, uh, Seattle and uh, um, Pete Carroll. Just they, they dominated. Um, yeah. This is where, with, for the Giants, uh, this is where the receivers core kind of hurts them, you know, because you can definitely focus on, on Barkley, you know, right. at crunch time. Like they were not going to let Barkley get 100 yards that game. They just weren't right. going to let, let it let it happen. So, um, yeah. and you know, we'll talk about Dan Daniel Jones having a, his best NFL season by far, too. He, yeah, he, that that that's one um, kind of in the same boat as Tua. Um, yeah, he they're making it a st pretty strong argument for him to keep, you know, to be yeah. able to. And he's in his yeah. fourth year, not his third, unlike Tua. So. Right. Yeah, and he will. He's not under contract for next year, so he's he's right. playing as a free agent for next year, and I think he's. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, just not yeah. not the way he's playing here. He's going to be yeah. locked in before the he, end of the season. So. Yeah, he's definitely, you know, I, I've never been sold on Daniel Jones. Uh, and I, I don't think he'll ever be a really great quarterback. Although, 
he can play good. He can play a quarterback well. That's what he's doing this and, season. And he's he's got an ingredient that's really big in the NFL right now, and that's the dual threat. Daniel Jones yeah. has good legs, and he's a yeah, big oh, boy. He's yeah. strong and he's yeah. fast. You know, and um, and you add him to an offense with Saquon Barkley or a really good running back, their running game becomes dangerous. And Daniel Jones got a good arm. He's got a good arm. Yep. He just needs to make good decisions and, and not turn the ball over. That's what. Yeah, he and he needs to receive. So. Corey, he really doesn't have any receivers out there too much. Right, no. and I think that's the next step. I yep. think that's you know right. that's the next yeah, well, step they, for the Giants, and they would be dangerous if they had a good receiving core. So they they would actually. Yeah, be well, they're dangerous now. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. they would actually still be dangerous more. now. So uh, right, yeah, can't really hate All on right. the Giants. I'm glad we. Uh, I'm glad they lost though, because after the Cowboys. Uh, a half game ahead of them because of the our earlier win. So, right. So. All right, let's keep moving. We had uh, the undefeated Eagles at home coming off a bye. Pittsburgh Steelers came into town and got beat down. Eagles win thirty-five to thirteen. Uh, yes, they did. Um, I'm going to agree with you. Something you said earlier that AJ Brown is a high quality number one receiver. Yes. <laughs> Because uh, I'm not, I'm not necessarily sold on um, uh, them having two number one receivers, but AJ yeah, Brown, Smith, yeah, yeah Smith. Um, although he had, he had a fine, he had an okay game, no touchdowns for him, but AJ Brown went off 156 yards and three touchdowns, almost four. I'm not sure what Pittsburgh was doing with them, but they could not, they couldn't do anything with them. Um, and uh, Jalen Hurts had a great game. I mean, he really he played a uh, he played a, a really good Jalen Hurts game, <laughs> you know. Right. Um, they, although this is the first game I've seen him where he's actually throwing the ball down the field, and I don't know if it was just he, you know, a, him and AJ Brown were just in a groove, but uh, he did he made some NFL throws there to Jalen Brown. Some of those touchdowns yeah. were were nice; they were pretty. Uh, Jalen uh, Hurts usually throws five yard pass the line of scrimmage and somebody catches it and runs. That's kind of. Yeah. Good. That's strong running game. Short. Yeah. You no know, short pass game, short passing, but run after catch, which they're, you know, AJ Brown's obviously a beast in run after catch. Um, but yeah, they, uh, they really dominated Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh didn't really have a chance. Um, Pittsburgh is really, they're not going to have a good year. I don't I think right. they're going to think they're kind of cooked. Yep. Yeah. This is a this is a, a a year for getting their rookies experience, their rookie quarterback Prickett, who I think is going to be pretty decent. Um, yeah. But that team's not going anywhere right now. And I think they just traded their didn't they just trade one of their wide receivers to Chicago this year? This this I believe so. Yeah. Today, so they're kind of I don't know if they're you never count Pittsburgh out because they're just too much. Yeah, well, they they yeah. normally have that strong defense and that. Defense is spit and sputtered. Um, you know, uh, uh, Fitzpatrick really struggled in this game. Uh, you you seen him every AJ Brown catch. You seen Fitzpatrick um, one step behind in this game, and it was like, dang, man, I almost there. He almost got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And oh yeah, one yeah. Step behind. But AJ Brown's is he was he was in beast mode. He, he was getting he was getting that ball. Like I said, he he just about had four of them. He, that fourth one he just didn't didn't come down with. But um, uh, and we'll talk about more of it on Thursday. But as far as Jalen Hurts go, if um, if they do have two number one receivers, they're going to get rid of Jalen Hurts, <laughs> right? Because they just they need a number one quarterback. You know, they need right. to to exploit those receivers. But that we'll talk about that Thursday. But good job for the Eagles hanging on there at eight. No, still undefeated. Um, they're not the best team in the football in football, but they have the best record. So, yep, yep, I totally agree. Are they the best team in the NFC? No. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I, uh, I, I feel like Dallas has got a higher ceiling. Like they're in. You know, we got Dak back. If our offense starts putting up 35 points a game, it's game over. <laughs> you know, we're going to be a very hard out. So, yep. So, so we're going to have that plays out. So cool, cool. All right. Well, Eagle, wraps- Eagles still rolling, though. They didn't, they came off their bye and they didn't, they didn't look rusty at all. They just didn't lose a beat. They, I mean, it's, you know, yeah. they're very, they're, they like their game plan. 
and they stick right. to it until somebody can beat them at it. I don't see why they should change it. Right. So. Exactly. All right. Well, that wraps up Sunday um, day games. We have one Sunday night football, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, Josh Allen and the Bills. Bills came out victorious 27 to 17. This game does really not, did not seem that close to me. A lot of that, um, a lot of that Packers play was in garbage time at the end of the game. Um, and it, to me, it seemed like the Bills just let up off the gas is what it seemed like to me. You know what I'm saying? They they went out, took a big lead, and then kind of coasted, you know, right. and um, yeah. allowed Aaron Rodgers to do a little bit there at the end. They should have won this game 27 to 7. But, you know, I mean, that's, that's right. just my opinion. What do you got yeah. on this? Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. I feel like and at no point in this game was Buffalo really being threatened. Um, right. You know, it always looked like Buffalo's game game uh, came to to be had. Um, right. Yeah, uh, a fairly like the score indicates a pretty close competitive game, but it really wasn't. I mean, it was exactly. like you said, it was Green Bay getting some points there at the end to kind of get back into it, but they never really threatened. It never the, felt like they had a shot. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It really didn't. Uh, they couldn't. They, uh, you know. Uh, Josh Allen was, uh, you know, only 218 yards throwing. You know, I think he did. Did he have a rushing touchdown? I think he did. I forgot to write that. He down. had a rushing touchdown, and he also had multiple turnovers. So yeah, uh, yeah, he had a uh, two interceptions. In yeah, this game. yeah. Um, but you know, Green Bay's got a great defense. So um, you know, I don't know if they, you know, holding holding Buffalo to 27 points sounds pretty good. But it, I'm with you. If Buffalo needed to score 35, they would have got 35. Yeah, definitely. It, 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 it feels certainly like felt that way. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. Green Bay is reeling. Um, they they could be they could be in trouble. Yeah. You know, uh, if a couple of the other teams can uh, can take them down before they figure it out, you know, which yeah. I I, well, I mean, how much trouble? You know, um, it depends. What I guess it depends what you mean by trouble. Because is it a pretty good wide receiver class coming out? They could get a really high draft pick, go all in on rookie wide receivers, get a big name wide receiver in the offseason, add it with a top-notch rookie, and yeah. Aaron Rodgers is is cooking with grease next right. year. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But that's what it's going to take. It's going to take they – were, they were dumb. Green Bay put themselves in this position. They were dumb that they did not bring in a big name for Aaron Rodgers. Um, he, he, they gave him a bunch of no name rookies, you know, and, and that's, he, that's not what he needs. You know what I'm saying? Right now, the best thing for them to do is to go back to the jets or the Patriots um, philosophy. And that's allow their defense to play. Cause their defense is decent. Um, run the ball a lot. And, um, you know, go to switch to short pass games with these rookies that Aaron Rodgers, for some reason, just does not want to throw to, you know. Right. He doesn't trust him. He, yeah, he doesn't. Uh, I, I picked up Romeo Dobbs in uh, fantasy this week because uh, Jamar Chase got taken out for a few weeks. Um, right. And he, he's definitely the best of the young receivers they've got there. But right. you can only, you know, um, asking a lot of your rookie receivers, you know, you, you're only going to get – so much from him because it's such a it's a skill that you know you have to develop to right. be an NFL receiver. You um well you have to develop and you gotta create a chemistry with the quarterback. Right. And when the quarterback is he's frustrated or you know he's not Aaron Rodgers isn't the kind of type that is that is wanting to, to spend time and allow them to develop you know and help them along. He wants them to be there already. You sure. know what I'm saying, and and that's just not. Well, and he's been used to that, so that's a little right. bit of a, a new position for him. So I feel bad for him. Yeah, I would I would have never <laughs> agreed to the Devonte Adams trade until I had um, a big name lined up to come in right behind him. You know what I'm saying, and sure. then said, okay, you want to get traded? That's fine. Turn around, brought in Tyree Hill, or brought in um, a, a big name somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Good AJ Lord, Brown, Aaron, Aaron so. Rodgers and Tyree Kill. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, Aaron Rodgers and AJ Brown. 
Aaron right. Rodgers and you know, I mean, any of those guys would have I I would feel like would they would not have missed a beat. And right. you know what I'm saying? And they would have um we, instead of Devontae Adams, we'd have been saying Tyreek Hill or we'd have been saying AJ yeah. Brown or you know who I think uh, those were the only two other big name um receivers that were traded in the offseason this past year, but it, they could have got either one and they should have they should have you know, been banging on Tennessee's door and said, no, Devante, we're not trading you until we have somebody to replace you. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, but they didn't do that. So, yeah. And by the way, the Raiders are a complete mess with, even with Devante Adams. Uh, yeah. That team is really uh, not having any kind of luck at all. So, right. Right. So, exactly. But I mean, Buffalo keeps, Buffalo just keeps grinding away. They're definitely playing like the best team. It'll be up to it'll be up to someone other team to kind of catch up to them, whether right. Kansas Kansas City uh, or Dallas, right? Buffalo. Yeah, yeah, or the Eagles. Yeah, so no, not the Eagles. I, if the Eagles, I, got, I, I don't know. If the Eagles got behind them by ten points, I don't. I don't see the Eagles catching up. With I, them that, that's play. kind of that's kind of my problem. Is um, like you know halfway through, and we could talk more about this on Thursday, but. Um, the Eagles, I could see them competing with Dallas and beating Dallas, which, in my opinion, is the next strongest team in the NFC, right? Okay. All, and, and it, but I see it going to be very hard for them to compete and beat Dallas, but I could see it, them beating Dallas a whole lot easier than I could see them beating Kansas City or Buffalo. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't even see the Eagles hanging with either one of those teams. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's the problem. So it's almost like, you know, if we want a good um, competitor to come out of the NFC, we need Dallas to step up. And and because at least Dallas defense has a shot of of slowing down Josh Allen or slowing down, um, you know, the Kansas City offense. You know right. what I'm saying? So um, right. I just don't see the Eagles being able to do that. So I don't know. Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk that back a little bit because I do think uh, I think the Eagles can beat Buffalo or the uh, you, you mentioned the Chiefs uh, yeah. on any on on a certain day, you know yeah. they could they could do what Cincinnati did to the uh, Chiefs in the playoffs. They okay. could have that kind of a game because their defense is pretty fairly stout. And if they you know if they are uh, if they force a little, I, bit I just of, don't think Jalen Hurst is is you know he's yeah. not the Bengals got something called a quarterback that well, has an arm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I mean, yeah. you know, yeah, I, I don't and, know. and a you know Jamar Chase, which he, he's a well. I, would, I mean, Jamar Chase and AJ Brown, I would put kind of similar. You know what I'm saying? They're both top notch. So yeah, uh, you know, I, and they both got good. Uh, the next wide receivers are both pretty good. Devontae yeah. Smith, yeah. and then um, you know the, uh, Cincinnati's got right. a, a good second right. wide receiver too. So yeah. I mean, uh, they're kind of it, equal, except that Joe Burrow is. A little bit better than Jalen Hurts, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right, I mean, right. I agree. I agree. But but it would be it would have to be a type of game. It would have to be an Eagles type of game, and then I think they maybe have a chance to beat them. But but right. it's far more likely that they get routed against those right. two teams. So that's cool, cool, that, cool, cool. And and but that's good, man. I guess um, we're right at an hour, so that's pretty awesome. Let's go yeah. ahead and just wrap it up uh, Thursday. It's going to be a, a, a good podcast, everybody. Make sure um, Thursday, 7 o'clock, NFL boy Brandon will be on here with us, and we are going to do our November preview and our NFL East power rankings. Um, so that'll be pretty fun. Of course, we'll have whatever you know news, anything breaks, um, any kind of news that comes out in news from the East. Um but yeah, I think that's going to be. I think it's going to be a good podcast on Thursday. Yep. I'm really we got Eagles, Eagles playing that night as well. Yep, Eagles are playing Thursday night, night. So, um, so that's pretty cool. And uh, anything else, Rich? Before we wrap this up, uh, no, that's good. That's good. All right, all right. Sounds good. Make sure everyone follow NFL East podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. Once again, if you're on Facebook, we do have an NFL East Facebook group. Make sure to join that. You get the audio versions on Spotify, Amazon Music, but you can watch every episode of this podcast on YouTube. Just go to NFL East Podcast. YouTube will be there. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. Once again, I am Mr. McDolphin. 
Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MrMcDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at EastNFL. All right, man. I think uh, week eight is in the books. How you feel about it? Uh, I'm liking it. Six and two, this part of the season for the Cowboys. Um, Yeah, hopefully we won't uh, slump like we did last year, but... uh, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I am. I'm excited about turning the page and uh, oh, beginning this second half of the season. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I kind of figured like uh, at this point in the season, everything would be kind of shaping up how every season is going to go. I didn't figure we'd all be bunched up at the top. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. I, I think it's it's pretty awesome. We're, we're all bunched like, up and um, most of our NFL East teams are still in playoff contention. So they absolutely yeah. are. Yeah. You know, so yeah, even, we're all right there. Even the commanders. So they can all right. Happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The commanders um from the from the NFC and the Patriots from the AFC. I think both teams are still pretty alive. Yep. So yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah it's been a great year so far. Pretty so. cool, pretty cool. All right. So adios week eight. All um, right. You're done. See you Thursday. Until then, peace.